Hey, listen, everybody wants to get paid. Problem is, you get paid in so many different ways, it's a hassle to keep track of. You gotta use PayPal over here, Venmo over there, then you gotta collect via Cash App from this person and your business uses Square. What if I told you there was a way to collect all those payment options in one place so everyone could see what payment options you offer and pay you with the one that's most convenient for them? Well, that way is TipHub. TipHub collects your chosen payment options, social media links, along with info to help everyone learn a little more about you and provides a seamless one-stop shop to receive the generosity of your supporters. Sign up today at tiphub.co, add your social media links, connect your chosen payment services, and add a description to tell the world a little bit about yourself, and you're all set. One profile, one link, all the payments. TipHub, bring it all together. Yo, what's good? Welcome to the Content Cookout, where we highlight and celebrate Black content creators, because if we don't, who will? I'm your host, Keelan King, and you're invited to come along as we dig into the thoughts and creative processes of Black streamers and content creators. This episode, I'm joined by Mike Fees, a laid-back and funny content creator with a great outlook and a loyal and generous community. I wasn't familiar with Mike prior to our interview, so this was a great opportunity for me to get to know Mike along with the rest of you. He has great insight, and we had an amazing conversation that I'm really happy to get to share with you all. During this interview, we dig into Mike's family and how we learned about his siblings, when you should stop making music, and exactly why he's the ideal Call of Duty partnership candidate. And we get him on the record regarding the worst candy in existence, it's really a great interview that I genuinely hated having to edit down for time. Nevertheless, we had a great conversation, and I hope you all enjoy it. Let's dig in. A few of the folks that I've interviewed before, like I've kind of um, been following their stream for a while. So like I have kind of a really good idea of like who they are and what they do. And I didn't come across your content until you actually kind of hit me back after I had put the post up about interviews. And I was like, oh, I didn't know about this brother. So I went and checked out a little bit of your content. So coming into this, not having known you already and having a good idea of what you've been doing, just give us a little bit about who you are. You know, what's your story? Who are you? It doesn't have to be strictly related to, to streaming, but you know, tell us who you are. You know, what's your story? Um, Me, I'm a regular kid from Waco, Texas. Um, you know the saying, we all coming out, everybody saving out here about Waco because of the Dave Carrere situation. That's where I'm from, but um, I, I don't really know a lot about that. But um, I'm black. Um, I'm 32 years old. I'm a Capricorn. I have three kids. Um, I, I never really thought I'd be streaming. It just happened like that. You know what I'm saying? I always was into music and video editing and stuff like that. I got a degree, an associate's degree in uh, radio, television, broadcasting, a digital media production, stuff like that. So I went to school and I did the background stuff on the audio tech technician side and the video side. And I always did music, rapping and stuff. Um, I got a lot of brothers. I got eight brothers and sisters on my mama and daddy's side. And like when pandemic hit, 
I was watching a couple of streamers. I had the money to get a rig, and that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? I invested into it, and now I got a little gaming room, and it's where I spend most of my time. At. The first question I have has nothing to do with content. That's cool. That's cool. I got one younger brother. What the hell is it like to have eight siblings? Because that is wild to me, personally. I got four brothers on my mama's side. We just lost one um, last month due to him committing suicide. But um, And I got two brothers on my daddy's side and three sisters on my daddy's side. Having a big family is pretty cool. You always got somebody to talk to. Like, if you got an idea or something, you can pitch it to your brothers and sisters, and, you know, they going to tell you the truth about the situation that pertains to the information that you need. So um, it's pretty cool. It's laid back. You know, you fight and all that stuff, too. But, you know, for the most part, we stick together. I didn't grow up in the house with my uh, daddy's side of of my brother's siblings, but I grew up on the side with my mama's side with my four brothers. Okay. And But as I got older, I migrated to my daddy's house and was hanging around my other brothers and sisters, too. Like, at first, I didn't even know I had brothers and sisters. So one day, it was like, hey, these your brothers and sisters. Oh, that's <laughs> Which wild. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy, but shit, that's how it happened. I was eight years old. I'll never forget that shit. Like, what? These my brothers and sisters. <laughs> that, that's, that's wild. Now, <laughs> my daddy got six kids himself, and my mama got five. Oh, uh, well, first off, let me say condolences for your loss, man. I, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that. Appreciate that's that's unfortunate. Um, Second, you know, I... I know we. I said we're gonna talk about streaming and content, but this is fascinating to me because this is experience that I've never had. Because with with a single sibling, all that interaction is on one person, and so if y'all vibing is cool, but if y'all not, you don't have nobody else. And so it took me and my brother till adulthood, and it took for us to have a two hour long, you know, parking lot stand out there. We ain't doing shit to like really get to the bottom of things and really get to an understanding to where now you know, we're working on having a better relationship, which is cool. So this, yeah. this that's why it's fascinating to me. So how did that affect you? Because I think it's just important to get to hear about people's backgrounds as it is to hear about their content. How did that hit you? Was that an important thing for you? Was it, oh, this is huge? Or were you like, all right, I'll just take it in stride? Because at that age, you don't, you're not necessarily going to process that the same way you would as an adult where you might have some other feelings and some resentments built in. How, how did it hit you at eight years old? I mean, it was, I, I was shocked. I didn't, I didn't know I had, I always wanted a sister. So I was happy about the fact that I had a sister, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So it was That's like, cool. I got a sister now. I never thought I had a sister. It was shocking. But at the same time, I, I meant to grow into it. You know what I'm saying? Them come, my daddy coming to get me every weekend and we all kicking it together. You know what I'm saying? Like, we argued and stuff like that, but five minutes later, we was back cool. You know what I'm saying? Okay. The first day, my, my brother still tell me this story to this day. I remember when I first met you and you fell asleep on my on my shoulder. You know what I'm saying? We just created a bond. You know what I'm saying? We got whoopings together. You know what I'm saying? It's just... That's, that's <laughs> it's just what's up. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? That, cre yeah. that created our bond. You know what I'm saying? Like, it took time. But it, it, it wasn't long because I knew they loved me. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what's up. That's dope. I'm really glad I got to hear about that. So let's jump into um, kind of the basics about content. 
we went over how long you've been doing this. How would you describe yourself as a streamer or a content creator, however you want to look at it? How would you describe yourself? I describe myself as a laid back, chill, funny guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm a rant. I'm a bitch. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a complain. You right. know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm having fun. You know what I'm saying? I don't look at the views. I didn't have the... 1.4K in my stream for six hours straight. No bots, no nothing, just right. real people. I didn't have the views. I didn't had no views. You know what I'm saying? I just enjoy playing the game and creating content and experiencing the moment for everybody to be able to see it when I put it on social media. They reaction, they comment, what they say. You know what I'm saying? So I just say a laid back, cool, funny guy. You know what I'm saying? Some people will say a hood, a hood dude, cause the way that I talk and stuff like that. But, right, right. Yeah. But I just, I'm just a regular streamer, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I grew up in the hood, but I just don't portray myself as that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm me, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm who I am, and right. I just happen to right. play the game. This is kind of a two parter, so you kind of hit this however you want. What do you enjoy most about this process or the act of creating content? And on the other side of that, what do you find most challenging? What I like most is meeting people. You know what I'm saying? You meet people all over the world, man. And them people, they they talk to you like they be your day ones. You know what I'm saying? Like you knew them from when right. you from growing up together, riding bikes together. You know what I'm saying? Playing football and shit, throw them up, beat them up. They just respect you and they talk to you. You know what I'm saying? They They got love for you. Like, I had a dude take me to the Earl Spence and Yugi's fight. You know what I'm saying? I met him off streaming. Didn't That's ask dope. me for no money or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Just, here, here go a ticket. I got an extra ticket. It's in Arlington. You live in Arlington? Here, meet me here. I got the ticket for you. You know what I'm saying? You just meet genuine people. And I like that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because in America, it's hard to get help from another human being that you don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's right, it's not right. hard, but it is hard. People won't really help you if they don't know you. You know what I'm saying? In the streaming community, people they break their neck for you like like they've been there all their life. The thing I don't like about streaming is you gotta keep it consistent. You know what I'm saying? Like you can stream for a month straight, but that day that you don't stream for a week. You done lost viewership, concurrent viewership. You know what I'm saying? You got the people that fuck with you that's going to come right. back and show you love. But the people that was chiming in because they seen you going live every day, they might not come back until they see a notification or something, if they get the notification. You know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. all about consistency. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's hard to stay consistent because you got days where you wake up and you don't feel like doing this shit at all. I definitely agree with your comments about um, the community. Uh, because the community is something that I don't think people outside of streaming, even just watching streamers, I don't think people outside of this sphere get about this community is that it does really become a village. It becomes a village of people who look out for each other, who take care of each other and who actually care about the people in their in their circle. You're interacting with real people and you might not be in the same room with them, but if they treat you the way that we should treat each other, then you recognize that, you feel that, and that's very real to me. That's not something that you can dismiss, in my opinion. Now, we know that streamers all build their own communities 
and it's a subset of the internet in general. So as far as your community goes, how would you describe your community and what makes them special well, to you? My community is diverse. Um, I don't have a large community. I have a small community. I got like 267 people in my Facebook group that's connected to my page. But um, my my group is not active as, as much as I want it to be. Um, you know, people got stuff they do. Just because the pandemic, everybody started watching me because they weren't doing nothing. And all of a sudden, you know, they had right. to get back to the real life. You know what I'm saying? So people interact, but it's just, and they just interact on their own time, which I understand, you know what I'm saying, and I don't complain about. But my community, they they good right. people. So I'm still building the community. I'm still building, but the community is Feezy Nation. That's what we call it. Uh, people call me Mike Feezy. A lot of people call me Feezy. Um, so I just named it Feezy Nation, you know what I'm saying? It's the nation of Feezy. That's, that's the community that we're trying to grow. One of the questions I have about your content uh, revolves around your planning. Some creators organize and plan everything they do. Some I know are kind of free flowing, freestyle, just kind of do whatever. Which one of those are you? And like, what do you set out to achieve when you're creating your streams? I plan sometimes, but most of the time I just do it freely. You know what I'm saying? Like every day I know I got to post a clip on social media, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Hover, Twitter, Twitch, wherever I can post it, you know what I'm saying? E-Fuse. I know w once a day I need to post some type of content of my gaming content to keep the people interacting. And what I've been doing lately okay. is creating clips other than gameplay, like me doing video shoots, behind the scenes of photo shoots, and uh, funny clips of me dying and stuff like that. Not everything about gameplay so much, you know what I'm saying? So they can get to know me and the personality of me. So now it been working, you know what I'm saying? Like people been chiming in, liking the video, sharing it. Like, man, you funny, bro. I got to come to the stream. I got to catch you. It's just, I'm just switching it up a little bit. But I plan, I, I don't write down nothing to like plan it down and write it down and stuff like that. It's all up here. You know what I'm saying? But mm. I pre-plan. Sometimes, I like, if I make a clip, I think about what memes I'm going to put inside the clip to to spice it up and make it more funnier. You know what I'm saying? Versus just editing a clip and I just go to YouTube and just start downloading stuff. I kind of think it through before I do it. Okay. So in terms of your approach to this content, what is the most important thing that you keep in mind or that you focus on? Uh, what I'm asking is, do you have a fundamental way of thinking about what you do or how you create? Um, I just stay try to stay positive. Cause like I say, some days I'll be feeling like I don't want to do this no more. So I just try to stay positive about the whole situation, thinking like it's going to get greater later. You didn't pop before, so it's just a moment of time before you get to pop every day. I will be appreciative, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, I'm just trying to have a small piece of the pie. I ain't trying to really be a big streamer and do all that tech shit. You know what I'm saying? It come a lot with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but if it happened, it happened, shit. <laughs> no, nah, hey, I don't think anybody, hey, anybody blow up, there's very few people that be like, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to take that. <laughs> Everyone would like to have a certain amount of success because it means what you're doing either A, works, or B, connects with people. And I think that's very important. Hey. This is 
a question I like to call kind of tricks of the trade, and I'm perfectly fine if you don't want to share, because some people are very, you know, tight-knit and keep it close to the vest. Uh, what's your favorite streaming tool or process? Uh, my favorite streaming tool is my GoXLR. It's like a voice changer soundboard. Like, I don't know if you can hear this. Can you hear okay. this? Let, let, let go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can like do effects mm -hmm. and stuff like this. I can change my voice and do all that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Echo and baby. That's my favorite tool to use. My second favorite tool to use is um screenshotting. I like screenshotting a lot of shit, like versus taking a picture with my phone or you know what I'm saying? That's I like using that too. Other than that, uh, the sure mic. I love this mic. It sound good. Which one is that one? Uh, SM7B. I'm familiar with them. I I have uh, like one or two other mics that I use, but I use mine mostly for music production. So I don't have one that I love just for uh, podcasting. So it's nice to, to hear like what I ain't mics gonna lie, this mic like. right here, it's a one for podcasting, bro. We got proximity effect and everything, like. Just because I knew that I, I know a little bit about audio, I, I tweaked it, you know what I'm saying, to make it sound better. Sure. But it was already sounding sure. good, ready to go plug in. But it's expensive, though. It's That's expensive. what's up. But the thing that I do love about them is that for for uh, dynamic mics, um, their pickup pattern is excellent. They I hear any anyone that has one of those mics, I, I hear almost no... No background noise, no room noise. Yeah, like ambience and shit. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. No ambient pickup, nothing. So their pickup pattern is excellent on those mics. It is, bro. This the mic uh Michael Jackson recorded on. Yeah. Is it? A lot of people didn't know that. That's why a lot of people get me once they found that out. But this is the mic, Michael. Oh, uh, once I once I find that out, I'm I'm let me go uh <laughs> pull up my wallet after we get off here, man. I'm going I'm going to pick up a new mic. Like, yo, yo, if the mic is good for Mike, it's good for me. Yeah, when I was doing music and recording music and stuff, I was using the blue mic, the blue spark. Oh, yeah, yeah, I seen blue. that one. I seen that one. How did you like I, it? I love it, bro. For the price, $200, the, you know, the cheapest you're going to get, it sound perfect, bro. Yeah. It sound, it was plug yeah. and play. Like, it was plug and play. I nice. done had some mics to where I'm like, nah, this ain't going to cut it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just... <laughs> yeah, there's some mics that just you plug it in. You're like, nope. You unplug that shit. You you, you record thirty seconds. You're like, nope. This mic is going back in the nah, band. It's not happening. Real. You know, listening to, to to you talk about mics. I love talking about microphones. I love recording. And I'm sorry for anyone listening is inside baseball on microphones. I mean, it's a lot of it's a it's a it's a million ways to to have that production pumping out in it. And all of them can sound good. Some gonna sound better than other, but shit, that shit gonna sound good if they know what they doing. You can use a church mic, and you know what I'm saying? Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, no, if you know what you're doing, if you know what you're doing, you can get good sound out of pretty much anything. And and but that's the one thing I think I found. You know, listening to SoundCloud was it was a lot of people who didn't learn the basics of recording and mixing. And it was like, I could hear a lot of people, especially on SoundCloud, that like had great ideas. And that's the thing that's like, I always would love to like, man, I hear somebody stuff and be like, man, if I could just get you to give me that track and let me mix it. Or, 
if I could just get you to let me re-record them vocals, this shit would be slamming. Now, not because I'm an expert, but because I know it could be better. better. And I know it could be dope. And not because I want to criticize their work. I just know, like, oh, man, if you had just tweaked this or did this, this would be amazing. So, yeah, I fall in love with, and, like, recording. And that's recording how I feel and, about and the streaming world. You know what I'm saying? Like, people ask me, bro, why you why you still streaming? Why do you, two years, three years, you haven't had a big break? Why you still do it? It's just because I know it can get better. You know what I'm saying? People will ask, like you said, you've been doing this for two, three years. You ain't blown up. Why are you still doing it? I think people have lost sight of the fact that, like, people do things because they love it. People do things because they enjoy it and it it gives them some type of fulfillment. And it's not like the sole reason to do things is not just to blow up and get rich or famous. People do a lot of stuff because they really genuinely enjoy doing it. And I think a lot of folks have just kind of lost that. It's social, it's social media and TV that's what's messing up everything. They see somebody make yeah, it and they, yeah. they don't know their backstory or they see a regular person on social media post one time and then go viral then they famous for the rest of their life. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just the way yeah. it works. So everybody think like, oh, if you make 20 posts, one of them going to go viral. If, you, if one of them don't go viral, just stop doing it. When overall, you should keep yeah, just doing quit. it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if you love it, that's the thing that gets me is because, like, it's the same thing with music. Like, I've been doing music for 20 years, plus, you know, t- more than 20 years because I was writing songs in high school. I was writing back then. This don't have nothing to do with blowing up. This don't have nothing to do with going viral, getting famous. This got everything to do with uh, we love creating. We love writing and making stuff. And so, to me, that's just as important, and it it shouldn't preclude anyone from doing something they enjoy because they didn't blow up. Like, don't just do things so you can blow up. Like, do things that you love, you enjoy, because that's how you make cool shit that everybody want to be a part of, in my opinion. I gave up music because I didn't blow up, but it wasn't the fact that I didn't blow up. It was the fact that I didn't have 75000 to push a record worldwide. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, like, more of the fact, like, uh, I'm gonna do something else. I still rap and shit. Like I rap on my uh, stream sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I I do I do mm-hmm. intros for people. You know what I'm saying for their streams mm-hmm. and shit. I wrote a stream an intro for a couple people. I I got one on my stream. You know what I'm saying? I still use it. It's just I took the 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 mind frame of I'm a, I'm about to blow up every song I drop. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, that gotta go. Like after, after a while, if you don't blow up, that mindset gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> that mindset has to go. I get it, and I think the problem is, is that because hip hop specifically is so young, and now hip hop is reaching that age where it has its first full on generation of fans and creators that are legitimately aging. And because it was, quote unquote, the music of youth for so long and trendy that I think people got stuck in that mindset that like you can't keep making music once you hit 35, 40. You got to you got to hang it up. Why are you trying to be a rapper? Nah, listen, for real, man. But some of the greats, listen, if you look at some of the greats, they didn't make it till they was. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, see, this is the thing that I think that fans and creators lose sight of when it's music. And I think it's just because. Hip-hop is so young, it hasn't had the opportunity to go through these stages. 
But could you imagine somebody telling Stevie Wonder, all right, man, you blew up, but you're 35 now. You got to hang it up. Like, imagine. Imagine the, the gall it would take to tell somebody like Stevie, y'all, you done, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Look, Looking at Michael and Prince and be like, yo, y'all, y'all cats got to go. Y'all out of here, man. It's time. It, it, it's time for for uh, for Maxwell to keep sweat to take over. Yo, y'all done. Like, what are we talking about, man? Nah, I feel you. It's some people you can't tell that, but somebody like Master P, you can tell him, "Hey, bro, you done." But you can tap him on the shoulder and be, "Hey, bro, you you done, bro? Go on and get in the business side, which he doing now." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't think music itself has an age limit. It don't. I think as long as you, as long as you're willing and able to make music, and there's people willing and able to listen to it, you're a musician. Look at the dude who made that that number song, 41, 42, You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the I don't dude think from I heard overseas, that. he got a song where he's just rapping numbers. Blowed up. He old in a bitch. My point is, he was old and he blew up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I think what fans are going to realize, especially hip hop fans, because I know coming up in the '80s. It was people that I knew that was a little bit older than me that was into hip-hop because it was new. But then when they got into their 30s or 40s, it was like, oh, I switched over to jazz. I listen to jazz now. All right, all right. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> you could do that. But I don't think us as a, <laughs> as a culture should have to be like, I hit 30. Well, I guess I got to go over and find a jazz station now. Like, that just don't make sense to me. Nah, you, you ain't got to do that, bro. I mean, I still listen to rap, hardcore rap. The new rap, old school rap, all that shit. It's just, if I was, it, it, will I invest all my money to try to become a rapper again? I don't think I would do it. But no, if somebody no. was to be like, if somebody was to be like, hey, bro, I got this million dollar contract for you, a $500,000, $250,000 contract, two year deal, you wanna take it? I might take you it. You might take it. Because I never yeah. experienced that. You know what I'm saying? But me putting writing songs and trying to put out a video, I mean, I still could because I I'm, I'm I make great music. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like no cap, anybody that that heard my music or heard about my music know I make good music. It's just I don't know. I just feel like man, I got a son now. He stayed with me and shit. I can't be putting all my time into that. I I need to put my time into him. You know what I'm saying? The large part of it for like the listeners, like the fans, and even some of the artists is that not only are you aging, but the people that make music that you might listen to are aging too. So their music's going to change. And so the thing that we're going to have a lot of in the next decade is a lot of music that is hip hop, but for adults who have grown up, have aged and have have moved on from either being in the club all the time or being in the streets or doing whatever, you're going to have a lot of music being made by a lot of artists who have grown and a lot of people who have grown that's going to listen to it. So you're going to start having, you know, a market for people who are not just listening to what the 18-year-olds are listening to. And I think that'll go a long way towards getting this thought out of our culture that, like, once you hit 30, you got to quit. You don't have to stop once you hit 30, you know what I'm saying? But it kind of do raise the eyebrow a little bit, you know what I'm saying? You've been doing it since 15 and then boom. But you never know. You can keep doing it while you're 30 and boom. You know what I'm saying? That'd be your big break. You feel me? I think the reason that people think that you hit 30, 35, you got to quit is because you hit 30, 35, 
you still rapping about shit that the 18 year olds are rapping about. And I think that is where people are like, what are you doing? I think that's why people feel like it's weird. Yeah, that too. That too. I mean, you, 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 you can rap about, you can rap about the 18 year old shit. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about it, you 35. You need to have some type of enlightenment songs as well. <laughs> and that's and I think you know what I'm saying? and that's the line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tell a nigga how to build his credit or something. You feel me? <laughs> you still rapping like you 20. And I'ma get high on the block. <laughs> Don't give up on the dream if that's the dream and the goal, you know what I'm saying? It, it can't happen. It's very possible. I think this is applicable to content creation as well. Uh, I will also uh, take full responsibility for my part in derailing the, the interview <laughs> to talk about music. You good, music. bro. You good, uh, bro. You good. We chopping it up, bro. We, you good, bro. I'm on your platform. You the host. We talk about whatever. Well, I know the, the, the <laughs> listeners will be like, well, damn, I thought we were going to talk about Twitch and come. I'm like, well, shit, I'm sorry. I, you know what I'm saying? I fell into something I love. And so we move, you know, so let me let me try to bring us back to content creation because this, this I, I think a lot of this shit applies to that, but also like, yeah, we went off on the tangent, but it's like. It do. We were just using a different, we were just using a different scenario it's the same thing you know what i'm saying it's the same thing bro content creators be, niggas that play the game like i'm 32 they'll be like why are you playing the game you're 32 you know what i'm saying this motherfucking 40 year olds is making ninety-seven thousand a month from streaming yeah you can't you know what I'm saying? you can't it's attach just, age to it and i think that's what we, we do as young you people can't. we attach age to it and all the people who the wealthiest people in the world are all older motherfuckers like they not you know what i mean they all older and experience and willing to do things and bring stuff to fruition, and they have never tied their age to their success. But have you ever heard of Tactical Grandma? No, uh-uh. She's a Facebook streamer, man. She about like 68 years old, bro. Word. Excuse my language, bro, but she be killing shit. Tactical Grandma, bro. Check her out, bro. She old as fuck, but she be killing shit. I love that. I love that. I, I just love the fact that people do. I love for people to do what they love to do and not constrain themselves on silly shit like age. Nah, for real. Live what you love. Love what you live. That's one of my favorite sayings. Bye-bye, Marley. So let's get back to uh, the streaming world in general. Uh, and I'm not going to limit this to to Twitch or, you know, one platform. I'm going to say if you were made grand irremovable dictator of the streaming world just in general, uh, what would you do to change it or remake it? Um, what would I do to change it? Um, if I could change Twitch, I would have it like Facebook to where like people can see your stream without clicking on your link. Instead of seeing a picture or something. You know what I'm saying? When you go on Facebook, mm, when I see okay. your stream on Facebook, I'm already watching your stream. I ain't even clicked on your shit. It's already playing. Versus a picture okay. and just a link. You know what I'm saying? To where I got to click on that picture right. or that link to go to the video. I think I'll change that about Twitch. But other than that, I'll leave everything the same. i help out black and Hispanic creators. Help the program. Some for them, you know what I'm okay. saying? And and it won't just be black history money to be like monthly spotlight of of a African American streamer or content creator or something. You know what I'm saying? 
Other than that, that'll be all I'm willing to change. Other than that, I kind of like this shit. I, I help people. I'll make it more beneficial for people on sponsorships as well, too. Because some of these sponsorships are hard to get. And the ones that you do get, they be like 10, 15%, and it be bullshit. You know what I'm saying? You got to sell eight items before you can get one thing free. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they should help the content creator out more, like send them shit to sell, to give away to their streamers, to their community. You know what I'm saying? All right. So we went a little bit long on some of the other stuff. So I'm going to wrap this up. I want to get a few more of these questions out and then uh, I can let you get on with your day. Do you have a favorite on stream snack? Anything sweet, man, and some soda, bro. All right. That's what's up. Do you have a... Now, okay, I'm going to preface this because I have to tell everybody this because when I ask this question, everybody's eyes light up and they look at me funny. I understand that I'm asking this question throughout the history of gaming. I understand that there are thousands of answers to this, but do you have an all-time most loved favorite game man bro it's more than one bro i ain't gonna even lie to you I, it's a lot it's, it's more than lot. one i got an all-time favorite game but are we talking about karen like right now or just period in the world as i've been living as you've been living throughout your life is there one game that just will never fall out of that top spot uh i'm gonna have to say nba streets bro i i play that game any day bro but if we talking about concurrent, I'm going to say Call of Duty. Okay, I feel you. Any Call of Duty, you know what I'm saying? Any Call of Duty. But it's so many games, bro, I can pick, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's a Toy Story game, Toy Story Minyana. Min, I like that game. People don't even know about it. Like, it's so, it's an X-Men game. I like Ninja Turtle games. I like, it's, it's just, it's a lot of them, bro. It's a lot of them. Hey, that's the whole point of the question. It's like, this, this there's a lot of games. And every time I ask that question, people are like, what the hell you mean is it one game? I'm like, yo, look, I know. But it's always, you know, it's always one that people like. So I like to hear what people's answers are. And I love the fact, um, this is funny because one of my, um, one of my other interviewees said that um, Call of Duty was their least favorite game. So it's cool to hear where people land on these. I love that game, bro. I'm trying to get a sponsorship through them and everything. I'm trying hard to biz, you hear me? <laughs> and and my thing is, is that I want it for you. I want you to win and get that sponsorship. I had to break up with Call of Duty. Look, I used to play Call of Duty religiously. So I spent a lot of years buying Call of Duty games. I full-on respect people who love the game, and I don't have any beef with the people who love the game. Man, I love that game so much, bro. I don't think I ever not like that. <laughs> but uh, but the hackers and stuff do get they do get to me, you know what I'm saying? It make me want to quit and shit, but it's just man, it's just I love it, bro. That shit is 75% of why I left the game cuz the hacking shit and they don't and they repeat a lot of the maps and shit, you know what I'm saying? So I see why people leave yeah. the hacking shit and they repeat every map every year. It's nothing really new, you know what I'm saying? They dropping the same they shit. They still doing Nuketown. It's 2022, they still, <laughs> still doing Nuketown, doing it, bro. bro. <laughs> I'm trying to get at it, man, get my sponsorships all that shit, bro, real tired. Now, nah, we going to put that out there. You going to get that sponsorship. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hell yeah. 
Okay, so on the flip side of this, since since you know we talked about you know you loving it and me leaving it, is there a game that you will be just fine if you never heard from again? Probably two K or Madden. I love 2K and Madden, bro. Like, I play that shit to the T, you hear me? But last, this year, I didn't buy now one of them, bro. It was just, it was just on did, some shit like, you, bro, they got the same you shit. You just naturally fall out of love? It's people that's better than me at the game. It's people that got more money That'll than me. Too. At, so they gonna be better than me at the game. Because they can buy more stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a money cow. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you can't, if you can't put when when 2K drop, if you can't bust $50 right then that day, you behind, bro. So you do have to um so so it does come into play that there's money involved in in, in getting better. I mean, you got you got exhibition, you got exhibition, don't get me wrong, you can play exp- exhibition for free all day, but mutt is where it said on Madden. They got like these little game cards, you know what I'm saying that you buy and they got players and shit. As if you was having a Yu-Gi-Oh duel or something or a Pokemon duel. You feel me? All that shit. They, and then on 2K, you got your my player that you got to build up. His attributes, you to unlock attributes, you got to pay for points and shit like VC. You got to get VC to put your attributes in. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's fun and shit, but it's a money game, bro. If you ain't got the money... You're going to be far behind, and it's only going to be so much you can do. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I'm a fan of that. I feel like if you're going to release a game, everybody should be able to. I, see, I like the way that like games like Fortnite and Apex do it, where most if you're going to spend money, it's going to be cosmetic. It's going to be stuff that doesn't affect how you play the game. I ain't going to say the money is it make you better. I ain't going to say the more money you spend, it make you better. That, 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 I ain't going to say that, but... The more money you spend, you have the ability to be better. For instance, you were 85, I'm a 92, right? Your overall 85, my overall 92. So you finna spend this $50 to become a 95 overall. Oh, so you can bump yourself up just by you spending see, a little you bit You see what I'm saying? This is how it works. Okay. But you have right. to work, but you okay. have to yeah, work in the game, play the game, to unlock the attributes. You know what I'm saying? But if you got the attributes unlocked, you can just pay your money and boom, you a hundred. You a 99. <laughs> I, I couldn't be a fan of that. But I but you know, I I had to admit, like at, at a certain point with, with with the 2K games, like I had to learn 48 button combinations to cro- to do a crossover, and I was like, nope. Uh, <laughs> I'm not finna spend the day. I gotta train like real life to play this game. Bro, nope. that shit crazy. <laughs> I'm not finna... bro, man, that shit. Like, nah, bro, I can't shit. do that shit, like... bro. I, I ain't, it ain't... <laughs> if I'm not getting paid, nah, man. If I'm not getting paid, nah, we I not, can't we not do that, that shit. There, but I, that's what I be saying. That's why I stopped buying it, bro, because I wasn't putting in that much time. I'm just spending the money, getting the game, playing that bitch for the first month. And then after that, it was like, Waste of $60, you know what I'm saying? For real. But man, I appreciate you having me on the stream, man, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's my pleasure, man. It's been a great conversation. And so I've been real, real uh happy to have you and glad that that you were able to make it. Um, I got a couple more questions for you. Um, and then I can let you go because I know you got stuff to do too. 
Uh, can you name one other uh, black streamer that you think we all should check out? Blowing Loud 817 Gaming. All right, that's what's up. I will definitely look them up. For folks listening, uh, just check out the uh, interview page and there will be a link to that streamer and you will be able to check out their content as well. One of the last questions I have for you, what is the worst candy on earth and why is it candy corn? I like candy corn, bro. Oh, you too. You too. Every time I bring somebody on the show and I ask them about candy corn, they be like, yo, I, I fuck with candy corn. What is it's good? With I can't show, eat bro? a lot, but it's good. But the worst candy yo. to me oh my God. is black jelly bean, bro. Oh, okay. You know what? I'll co-sign you on that one. But I can't, I can't hit a man. I cannot get with candy corn, brother. I do bro, I ain't gonna lie, bro. That shit be killing I, I used me. to didn't like candy corn either, but you know on Halloween when you eat all your candy and inside you got left. You it's all that's left, yo. But like that's why, yo. But like, see, nobody wanna admit that's why that's all you got left. Cause nobody wanna fuck with that candy corn until they went through everything else, and they just be at the end of that bag like shit. <laughs> I just grew to like them. Huh? I just grew to like them hoes huh? because eating them so much. Oh, you know what I'm <laughs> that's what's up. Oh shit. All right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and let you get on with your day. Um. Thank you again for coming on the show. It's, it's been really great talking to you. I really appreciate your perspective. We had a great time talking music. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we were able to, to to talk and find out that there was some common ground there. That's pretty dope. I, I love that. Appreciate it. Appreciate it for having me, man. If you enjoyed tonight's conversation, man, follow me on social media under Mike Fees TV, M-I-K-E-F-E-E-Z-T-V. Shout out to Content Cookout for having your boy live, man. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, brother. Well, it's good talking to you. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, talk again soon. And uh, take care, man. All right, you too. Stay blessed, brother. This has been the Content Cookout, where we highlight and celebrate Black streamers and content creators. Because if we don't, who will? If you're a content creator and would like to be featured on the Content Cookout, or you know another black content creator you think we should feature, head on over to contentcookout.com and hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Or if you just like to consume and you want to find some new streamers to check out, you can also hit contentcookout.com. We got you covered. We hope to see you back at the cookout next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>